Hey, everybody, it's the Charlie Kirk Show. Russian space missiles, the rise of a social media check and balance on the nonsense. DC Drano, Rogan O'Hanley joins us. We also have Vernon Jones as he reacts to BLM and their behavior. Also, what is happening in Fulton County. Email us, as always, freedom at charliekirk.com and subscribe to our podcast and get involved with Turning Point USA at tpusa.com. Become a member. It's members.charliekirk.com. It's members.charliekirk.com. Buckle up, everybody. Here we go. Charlie, what you've done is incredible here. Maybe Charlie Kirk is on the college campus. I want you to know we are lucky to have Charlie Kirk. Charlie Kirk's running the White House, folks. I want to thank Charlie. He's an incredible guy. His spirit, his love of this country. He's done an amazing job building one of the most powerful youth organizations ever created, Turning Point USA. We will not embrace the ideas that have destroyed countries, destroyed lives, and we are going to fight for freedom on campuses across the country. That's why we are here. Noble Gold Investments is the official gold sponsor of The Charlie Kirk Show a company that specializes in gold IRAs and physical delivery of precious metals. Learn how you could protect your wealth with Noble Gold Investments at noblegoldinvestments.com. That is noblegoldinvestments.com. It's where I buy all of my gold. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com. If you just watch the mainstream networks, you were supposed to get very afraid. You're supposed to be very scared that Russia might attack you, that the Death Star is being built, that you might be obliterated from space for Russian space missiles. The pusher of this was a guy by the name of Mike Turner, who is a neocon. He's never met a war he doesn't want to cheer for. He just said, I, I got briefed on something and it's, it's of imminent national security risk. Oh, really? What, what is it, Mike Turner? Well, help us to help us unpack this is Rogan O'Hanley, otherwise known as DC Drano, one of the most important voices on the right. Rogan, welcome to the program. Rogan, you did a great job yesterday really debunking this and going through who is Mike Turner? What does he want? Walk us through it, Rogan. Yeah, so I saw the breaking news on Twitter that Mike Turner had a uh, urgent request of the Biden administration to declassify information that had to do with national security. They just learned about it. You know, he's in the Gang of Eight, a very elite group of intelligence uh, hearing representatives in, in Congress. And so my initial instinct was, wait, Mike Turner is a rhino. If this has to do with the border, then I'm listening because that would make sense. Terrorism coming across the border. But then we learned it had to do with Russia. And I'm like, oh, OK, this is they just passed the Senate bill, 60 billion dollars. And two days later, we get Mike Turner crying wolf about Russia space weapons. Uh, and then we also find out he was just in Ukraine last week meeting with Zelensky. So he's primed to get ready and send over that's $60 billion. But I will say to Speaker Johnson's credit, he came out and said, there is no reason for alarm uh, and, and there will probably be no funding sent to Ukraine as he's continued that trend for the last few months. So what was the threat he was saying? And is there any truth to this? Right. So the threat as we know it exists right now uh, is that Russia may have developed or may be activating their capability to use nuclear weapons in space. Uh, launched potentially from satellites or other space vehicles. And what was kind of 
interesting is that almost immediately after Mike Turner raised the alarm, three other members of the House Intel Committee uh, reported anonymously to the media that, listen, is there a concern long term? Yes. Is it a quote today concern? No. And a lot of people, to their credit, you know, I, I, I think before Twitter, before Instagram, Facebook, we probably would have fell hook, line, and sinker for this type of fear mongering. Hey, they got uh, weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. We got to go in there. You know, it was that type of vibe. But to a lot of people's credit, I'd say over 90% of the big voices on social media called this out for what it is. And it's, it's frankly, it's an abuse of power by Mike Turner. Yeah. And so uh, that's a super smart point, Rogan. Let's dive into that. And I think COVID really was the radicalizing moment for so many people to question and to not take the narrative. And it has started this multi-year journey that many of us have been on. And some were on beforehand. You certainly were. And I was. But COVID was an accelerant for me. But for just regular everyday people, that to not believe exactly what you're told, to look a level deeper, to also question the motives of who is communicating it. Talk more about that because we're seeing a conservative base that is harder and harder to take advantage of. Yeah. And and we obviously have to take seriously any legitimate national security concerns uh, to, to the homeland. But what COVID did, you brought up a very good point. COVID showed that our government on both sides, frankly, will push fear to, to, to will hyperbolize fear to push an agenda. And the agenda often has to do with tens of billions of dollars being funneled to politically connected insiders. During COVID, it was big pharma. During Ukraine, it is now the military industrial complex. Uh, someone had a great tweet, I think it was David Sachs, Putin is the new COVID, right? So they're, they're trying to fear monger about Putin so that we can send money over to a war that has been largely in a stalemate for the last year and has done nothing except obliterate tens, if not hundreds of thousands of young Ukrainians for what? You yeah, know, so, exactly. so it, it clearly is a money laundering operation. And this was the next phase. So we have a diverse audience generationally here, Rogan. We have people in their teens, also people in their 60s, 70s and 80s that I, I want to make sure they understand. And I want because you've been a pioneer in this regard. Can you talk about this new decentralized ecosystem that exists of, you know, you and I text maybe, you know, a couple times a month, maybe we're not actually organizing our messaging. However, it's amazing how symmetrical our messaging becomes. And can you talk? It's a, it's a new phenomenon. It is a real check and balance on CBS, ABC, NBC and The New York Times. It's profound and it's 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 only increasing in its potency. Can you help explain that? Oh, yeah. I mean, as we've seen with CNN, MSNBC, Forbes, Sports Illustrated, they're cutting their journalist departments by 30, 40, 50, sometimes 100 percent. BuzzFeed News doesn't even exist anymore. Meanwhile, independent media, people like you and me and Candace Owens and Brandon Tatum and you know those people that uh, post their thoughts, commentary and news on social media have been exploding in growth. I mean, your growth alone has uh, been just monumental. You know, you've got probably over 10 million followers combined across. I mean, that's significant when you think of, you know, the most popular nightly primetime news show when it was Tucker, it was an audience of roughly 3 million. So if you have these independent voices that are able to reach at any given moment, 
5, 10, 20 million people, depending on how viral their information is, that's a very powerful weapon. And that's why the censorship apparatus is so pervasive. But I think you're picking up on a new phenomenon, which is that we now have free speech on X, which was formerly known as Twitter. And so in the marketplace of ideas, which is how a functioning constitutional republic is supposed to work, the best ideas rise to the surface. And a lot of people, you know, we don't have big fancy budgets pushing our thoughts out there. These are our raw, organic uh, assessments. And I think the reason why a lot of people follow us and, and support us is because we have nothing uh, we have no agenda. It's it's just to put the truth out there, and we believe in fighting for this country and saving this country from the deep state, and 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 that's that's why they're so scared of this. That's why they're trying to censor us. The pen is mightier than the sword. Yeah, I, I want to keep talking about this, Rogan. And I think I first met you at an NRA convention, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, it was 2018, summer of 18, something like that, uh, in Dallas six years ago. And your platform was a fraction of what it is now, but you were really one of the pioneers, specifically on Instagram. You saw the power of Instagram, and I'm just kind of drawing from memory here, to be able to get different uh, different narratives and different um, ideas into the zeitgeist, the spirit of the times. And I just want everyone to understand, this is a huge uh, point of optimism, is that th- you're not, it, it is going to possibly take years maybe five or 10 years for it truly to crescendo and to manifest politically. But the left online is failing versus the right, despite the left having almost no issues with social media banning. Almost they, they get promoted. They get AstroTurf. They have tons of money behind them. But if you look across the board at the most successful tweets, the most successful Instagram posts, the most successful Instagram accounts, Person for person, mono a mono, absent Hollywood celebrities, which is a separate issue, we obliterate the left-wing influencer community. They're astroturfed. They are synthetic. Their arguments don't resonate. They're rooted in just complaining, and they're shallow, where the, the right ha- is thoughtful, is winsome, is funny, is interesting. This is a very important topic I want to keep talking about, Rogan. And it's not, again, it's not going to be felt immediately, but it is, it is a canary in the coal mine. It is, hey, buy the stock and hold because it is it is a it is a leading indicator that we eventually can and will win majority opinion in this country. Okay, Kirk fans, I need you to stop and pay attention to this. If you deal with exhaustion, brain fog, mood swings or food cravings, if you're constantly getting sick or simply lack the zeal you used to have in life, then I have some news for you. While back, I found a liquid supplement called Strong Cell. And it changed my health in a very profound way. I take it every single day. Look, I knew I had to partner with them. I did the research. Google and look up online what happens when you mix NADH with CoQ10 and marine collagen. It's simple. Every area of your body has cells. So if your cells are healthier, then you will also be healthier. You don't have to take my word for it. Listen to one of these testimonials. After taking strong cell for six weeks, I found improvement in many areas, less shoulder pain, improved mental clarity, increased natural energy, and so much more. I'm thankful that Charlie Kirk recommended this to his listeners. Rebecca says, I absolutely love strong cell. At first, I didn't think it would make much of a difference for my chronic fatigue, depression, and anxiety, but I thought I'd give it a chance. I've tried to find depression meds for 10 years, and since you strong cell, I'm feeling better than I ever have on depression medication. Customer for life. Thank you, Charlie Kirk, for recommending this product. 
So there it is. You've heard from me directly and some of the users who have seen their lives changed by Strong Cell. I personally recommend taking it every day for at least 30 days. Uh, I take it every day before I go on the air, and it's helped me in more ways than I can even name. Each of our bodies is very different, so I would recommend you give the supplement at least two to three months to see the changes in your body. Go to strongcell.com and learn more for yourself. That's strongcell.com forward slash Charlie. And don't forget to use discount code Charlie at checkout to get your special 20% discount for Kirk listeners. Or you can call 888-596-0155 to order over the phone. That is 888-596-0155 or visit strongcell.com forward slash Charlie. Whoever this new guy is, is excellent with Nathan Wade. He is getting down to the bottom of it. It is terrific. Said, oh, what'd you do with the cash? Oh, I, I didn't deposit it. I just uh, keep it around. What do you like, Bob Menendez? You got gold bars everywhere. All right, Rogan O'Hanley continue with, uh, continues with us. Rogan, it's harder and harder for the bad guys to lie. And, you know, I just want to make sure you we emphasize this. We have no idea how November is going to end up. I certainly hope Donald Trump is successful, but it's a mystery. Things are looking good, but who knows? How significant is it? If we, if X and Twitter remains an open platform versus the 2020 debacle. Well, I'm going to add some optimism to your optimism. Okay. Cause this is going to be the first national presidential election where we've had free speech. If you remember, Elon took over X after the midterm elections and or, or right before it, but he didn't change anything really in terms of free speech guidelines. He kind of gave the Democrats that one. This is going to be the first true test. And as we saw in 2020, just days before the presidential election, social media completely suppressed the Hunter Biden laptop story. And the data after the election showed that somewhere between 10 to 18 percent of people would have changed their votes if they knew how corrupt the Biden crime family is. So that alone is huge. And we'll see if he actually sticks to it. But here's the optimism on top of your optimism. The Supreme Court right now is sitting on at least four First Amendment cases that will be the most significant First Amendment decisions in 50 years, right? So we've got uh, the Florida versus net choice and Texas versus net choice laws where they said you cannot, as social media companies, discriminate against conservatives, basically. Uh, and those are reached the Supreme Court. We've got Missouri v. Biden, which is now Murthy v. Biden, where the Biden regime was messaging social media and telling them to take down certain vaccine accounts and information. We've got NRA versus Vulo, which is where the New York state uh, a regulatory agency reached out to insurance companies and said, do not insure NRA. And then they didn't because they wanted to suffocate their business in the NRA suit. And then we also have my case, O'Hanley v. Weber which is being held by the Supreme Court, has not been granted cert. But I was banned off Twitter for two years. And then we found emails from the California government targeting me being sent to Twitter saying, Rogan O'Haley, D.C. Drano is spreading election misinformation. I was criticizing the 2020 election and I was banned. We caught him red handed. It's the government. That's a First Amendment issue. So those at least four or five cases are going to be ruled on by June or July of this year. And I have a feeling at least 60 to 70 percent of those decisions are going to fall in our favor. And it's going to stop the censorship apparatus in its tracks. 
Rogan, I, I want you to just mention, because you've, you've been really vocal on this, Speaker Johnson, he has a lot of opportunities ahead of him. I complimented him yesterday on social media. How should we think about how Speaker Johnson is doing in the opportunity ahead of him? I would give, uh, I would give him a C- minus thus far, whereas McCarthy, I'd give an F. Okay, so it's an improvement, but there's still a lot of room for improvement. Uh, to his credit, he has stopped any more tens of billions of dollars being sent to Ukraine, which is purely money laundering. Uh, but he has failed to close the border. He has not passed single issue spending bills. He's kicked the can with these short term CRs. Um, but he has held Mayorkas accountable. Right. We just got an impeachment, the first cabinet level impeachment vote since 1876. Uh, we held. Uh, Rashida Tlaib accountable with the censor vote. Um, and, you know, there are some other things in the pipeline. So uh, room for improvement. He was he was dumped into what is probably an impossible situation and he is fighting his way out. But, um, you know, I'm cautiously optimistic. He still holds the line on the Ukraine spending, but we need to get D.C. spending under control. It is the most important thing. And second to that, I would say, is the border. And yeah. he and has I, to start flexing his power. And my, my little pet project is 702. Uh, we can't allow that to keep on getting reauthorized. Uh, yes. And look, if it means a 90-day extension, okay, I'll just roll my eyes. You can't do this decade. They want to give him a whole other decade. That That is completely and totally outrageous. So. Rogan, great work. DC Drano, is that that your uh, call sign everywhere? Yep, yep, yep. Thank you, Charlie, for having me on. It's an honor. Great show. Love what you're doing. Thank you. Keep fighting, Rogan. Are you ready to lose weight but not sure where to start? I understand. I was right where you are two years ago. Let me tell you why I chose the PhD Weight Loss and Nutrition Program. First, Dr. Ashley Lucas has her PhD in chronic disease and sports nutrition. Her program is based on years of research and is science-based. Second, the PhD program starts in nutrition. There is so much more. They know that 90% of permanent change comes from the mind, and they work on eliminating the reason you gain this weight in the first place. There's no shortcuts, pills, or injections, just solid science-based nutrition and behavior change. And finally, a probably most importantly, I lost 30 pounds. Look, they're amazing. If you want to lose weight, you got to go to myphdweightloss.com. I was just texting with Dr. Ashley Lucas today. If you're ready to lose weight for the last time, call 864-644-1900. Go online at myphdweightloss.com. Do what I did and what hundreds of my listeners have done and call today, 864-644-1900. I recommend their program. Dr. Ashley Lucas has her PhD in chronic disease and sports nutrition. Her program is based on years of research and is science-based. Second, the PhD program starts nutrition, but it's so much more. Go to myphdweightloss.com, myphdweightloss.com. Call 864-644-1900. I lost over 30 pounds. Dr. Ashley Lucas, great American. Check it out, myphdweightloss.com. Joining us now is a terrific guest, great man, great American, Vernon Jones, former DeKalb, I think I said that right, county executive. Did I say that right, Vernon? You did, Charlie, you did. Vernon, I know you're fired up about this. We have some of the tape to play here. This is there's so many layers to this, but just riff a little bit. What is going on today in Fulton County? A circus is really a mess. It's a web, Charlie. Uh, I think you, me, and everybody else, American people who've been looking at this here, and forgive me by the way, because my voices, of course, have been going different uh, weather zones. But um, this is plain and simple. Was there a conflict of interest involved in the DA? her boyfriend, who's one of the special prosecutors in this Trump uh, whole RICO case. 
and it has come out by one of the the uh, um, indicted um, uh, person's lawyer that there was a conflict of interest that this DA is benefiting with her boyfriend by paying her boyfriend taxpayers dollars and it's been spent on her and lavish trips. And today it's a hearing where the boyfriend and also the special prosecutor is on the stand right now as you and I speak. Um, and they are trying to determine uh, when did he have or he started his relationship with this young lady, the DA. He's saying after they he became on a special prosecutor, but the other defendant's lawyer, uh, Ms. Merchant, is saying, no, it happened before then. So he lied and they lied in their motion to squash the subpoena to testify. I want to play a piece of tape here. I, I, I believe Nathan Wade is lying. I don't think he was paid cash by Fannie Willis. It's a great cop-out. And to the cross-examiner's credit, he's asking the right questions. Let's play cut 115. Miss Willis uh, paid you in cash all the money for the entire trip. It was a gift for you for your birthday, correct? Yes, sir. And I'm sure you probably have the deposit slips where you took the cash and deposited the cash into your account, don't you? I did not deposit the cash in my account. You don't have a single solitary deposit slip to corroborate or support any of your allegations that you were paid by Mrs. Willis in cash, do you? No, sir. Not a single solitary one. Not a one. He's getting a little smug there, Vernon. He's getting a little bit, you know, let's just say prideful, dare I say. Well, I think he's confident. I think he's telling the truth in his answer in terms of he did he he did not deposit that money in the account. Well, I don't believe he ever received thirty five hundred dollars cash from the start. So that's, that's why I think he sounds so. I think uh, uh, if if he did receive thirty five hundred dollars, you and I both know that the DA is not walking around with just thirty five hundred dollars cash in her. And she would have gotten it out of her account. So let's look at her bank account and let's look at the date and time she made that cash withdrawal. And then I think that can tell you whether or not he's telling the truth or she's telling the truth. That's why it's so important that she take the stand as well. And we hear from her. I, I totally agree. And by the way, they could subpoena the bank records too, right? I mean, we th- this is, I- if you were a liar and if you knew that you were caught, what excuse would you give? You would say, that it was done via cash, so there's no track record. But there is a track record. At some point, the cash has to come from somewhere. And, and by the way, there's another suspicious thing that Nathan Wade said, and I don't want to play you know too much humor into this, but he said, oh, I, I have all sorts of different sorts of cash deposits because I have different jobs. Really, I, I didn't know lawyers get paid in cash, Vernon. That's interesting. There's, only ver- there's very few industries that get paid in cash, and they're not always the most, uh, let's say, mainstream. Well, I think what you've seen happen over the years, uh, not only that, and even purchasing homes, you can only, like at a closing, you can only give a certain dollar amount in cash. You can't go over a certain threshold because it was money laundering. Uh, it was perceived as money laundering. So, but, but it should be easy to determine it. We know that the DA does not get paid in cash. She gets paid by the state. She had no other job. She can't have any other job. Yes. And so you should be able to see where the DA withdrew out of her account. $3,500, unless she says, oh, well, a cousin just gave me $3,500 cash, but let's see where they got their cash from. So I, love I think that. that's, yes. I think that's what we to hold, Charlie. Not until this testimony did we know how she paid. We thought it was just a regular reimbursement when he said it was reimbursed. This is the first time we heard the term cash. And let me tell you, this is going to 
this this is another opening in this case. It's an opening, and the lies eventually will catch up to them, right? So they're trying to lie and to cover their tracks, and that we should keep it, it. I mean, my at my gut instinct level, I know that there was no cash paid. I mean, come on, they're using this as a way to try to cover up. They're trying to be cute. All right, let's play cut one seventeen, please. Legalistic centric and yet so important and fascinating. Right. Don't let the legalese fool you. This is epic. This is monumental. If things are going in the direction we think, uh, Fonnie Willis lied to the court, it's game over for her. She will be disqualified. Um, if they had a relationship prior to when they, uh, represented to, to the court, it's, it's a huge deal. I, I can't overstate it. That's MSNBC, Vernon. That's MSNBC. I want to emphasize before even the bank records, what they're talking about is a technical lie, perjury, that the whole ball game is over, according to MSNBC. They claim that their relationship started in 2022, but in reality, it predated back to 2019. Vernon Jones. Charlie, when I first heard them filing a motion, meaning the, the uh, Fannie Willis uh, with the testimony of, of uh, Wade, that they gave a specific date when their relationship started. I knew right then that was going to be a problem because more than likely, uh, Merchant, Ashley Merchant, the, the uh, defendant's attorney, already knew that that relationship had started before then and had that witness on hand because she did more of a drip, drip, drip than as opposed to let all of her evidence out. And so that was the counter. When, when they said that that particular date, they marked the date when that relationship started. I knew that was, a, that was a problem. Today, you can see that's a problem. And you're right. If they determine that they lied there, and furthermore, what is this determination that they lied about the cash? Officers of the court cannot lie to the court. She's a district attorney. He's taking an oath up under the district attorney's office, so he's acting as an officer of the court. You cannot lie to the courts, uh, especially if you're a district attorney or a special prosecutor. And so what does that do? They go to the heart of, of them and their judgment and whether or not they're lying about a lot of other things. So guess what? That's grounds for the judge to, to disqualify her, disqualify her. And they may be subject to lose their bar license. Yeah. And, and, and by the way, does that mean that the case itself falls apart? I mean, at the very least, it would be a delay and a victory for Donald Trump. Here's what I think would happen in that case. Just like remember, there's a precedence already set on her being disqualified in this whole RICO case. You remember the lieutenant governor, she wanted to subpoena him. She wanted to indict him. Uh, he was able to file a motion to judge Thompson because she held a fundraiser for his opponent uh, not long before then. So that was tossed because she was disqualified the conflict of interest. That pattern is there. So if that happens now, you got, and matter of fact, not only was she qualified, her entire office was qualified. And right now, uh, a judicial, uh, I should say, a prosecutor counsel is looking on on appointing someone else to go further that case. They can't find anybody because nobody wants to touch it. Now, in this particular case, if she disqualified, it could be her, her entire office. It's going to go back to that same prosecutorial counsel, and they got to try to find what DA would take this case. If, and I can tell you, you're not going to find a DA who want to put their hands on this, and this thing's going to die of a slow death. So, so Vernon, let's talk to some of the politics in Georgia. It's mission critical that Donald Trump wins the state of Georgia. How does this impact the politics going into November? Initially, it seemed as if this was going to be a distraction or potentially an impediment or a negative for Donald Trump. This is turning, I think, into a positive. It looks as if a local DA where there's lots of crime and lots of gang activity that really needs to be focused on and you know a lot of, a lot of stuff that needs to really be sorted out. 
how they're distracting with this ridiculous case. How does this play out politically in your estimation? Well, I think this just adds to uh, the case that President Trump is going to take Georgia. Now, because of Biden's actions, or maybe I should say inactions, uh, that's going to help the president win Georgia. He's already leading in Georgia. This is going to be a big stinger because they thought that this would put Trump in jail. I think this is going to put Trump in jail, get him off the ballot, this or that. And then there's another factor here. Uh, the black male vote is trending here in Georgia and it's trending towards Trump. And so with just a 5% move of the black vote here, uh, Trump is going to win Georgia even by a greater margin. Yeah. So, so let's talk more about that. What is behind that? And even if that moves two or three percent, it changes the whole ball game. And, you know, you've been doing some great work, Vernon, in Georgia to really hit the grassroots. Just so everyone understands, for all new voter registrations, there's one point five to one ratio of new Republican to Democrats like clockwork right now in Georgia. So it's actually even becoming redder than it was in 2020. And so the table is really set for Donald Trump to win back the state of Georgia. What do you attribute that change in the black community to? Um, very simple, Charlie, just like in the white community. Is your life better off now under Joe Biden versus when you were under um, President Trump's administration? When you look at what interest rates are now, 7%, go back to President Trump's rate, uh, interest rates under his time or term, it was around 3%, 3, 3.5. When you look at the cost of a gallon of gas or a gallon of milk or a dozen of eggs, it's much more now than it was back then. Inflation has driven up the cost of goods and services. And it was better on the Trump administration. And so when you look at that uh, and we really try to look at Joe Biden having an open border, bringing illegals in here and they're taking away resources and actual cash in some in some minds uh, and give it to a group of people who never live in this country. You have veterans living under bridges. You have others who we have other communities that can use those dollars to revitalize their communities. It's like why America's not first. America's last. Uh, the terrorists are first because they got a lot of terrorists coming in here. The gangs are coming in here. They're treated first over Americans. And so those are the things that's contributed to it, Charlie. People can see, uh, Joe Biden, then Joe Biden, his mental capacity. Um, uh, he's too old and I see it as senior abuse like me and others. Joe, Joe Biden is not running this country. The threat from around the world, the wars that we're engaged in now, all the money going to these foreign countries and could be coming here. That's what people are making decisions about, Charlie. And that's why President Trump is going to win Georgia. Hey, everybody. Charlie Kirk here. Mike Lindell and MyPillow employees want to thank my listeners for all your continued support. To thank you, they're having an overstock clearance sale right now for the best prices ever when you use promo code Kirk and you get free shipping on your entire order. Get 50% off the MyPillow 2.0 and the brand new flannel sheets that just arrived and won't last long. Get six-pack towel sets for only $29.98 and take advantage of the free shipping on larger items like mattresses and mattress toppers. The 100% made in USA on sale for as low as $99.99. Everything is on sale from the brand new kitchen towels that have the same technology as the bath towels that actually absorb dog beds, blankets, couch pillows, and so much more. To get the best specials ever, go to MyPillow.com or call 800-875-0425. Use promo code Kirk and get free shipping on your entire order. So call 800-875-0425 or go to MyPillow.com, promo code Kirk. That is MyPillow.com, promo code Kirk. I think so highly of Mike Lindell. He's a great patriot. He's a terrific person. Go to MyPillow.com, promo code Kirk. Vernon, I want to hit this uh, BLM story. Uh, you responded to our tweet yesterday. 
BLM's PAC spent $0 on candidates, $0 on election activities in 2023, but it spent 61% of its money on consulting fees that went directly to a company owned by its treasurer. You said all of those black lives should be indicted. Vernon, uh, elaborate. Yeah, I should have expanded on that. I should have said all those black lives and all those white lives that was involved and that money being funneled in that manner, they all should have been indicted uh, because of the false pretense. You know, they got out there and, and they made this big issue about black lives matter. Well, all lives matter, obviously. Um, but when you see where that money was funneled, it went back even to the founder and, and all of a sudden, uh, since black lives matter, but she's living in a million dollar home in a white community, I guess. Maybe just her black life now. And I saw these corporate companies and I saw governments pay the street sports companies, uh, sports, I should say, uh, 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 organizations donating money. And where did that money go? That money went to those same individuals, uh, who, who said that black lives matter. But I think it's a sham of what has happened. I was thinking that way back then, Charlie, not only you, me and others were always, always talking about it when in the heart of it was, um, it was more destructive in one hand to the nuclear of the black family. And at the same time, when you look at a lot of organizations that did get the money, it went to the LBGTQ organizations. Uh, and what schools were built as a result of all that money collected? Uh, what classes were held? How many, how many kids went to college on scholarships? Um, there should be a full accounting. And yeah, they should be indicted. All of them should be indicted. And and by the way, Vernon, imagine if BLM went in and started building charter schools and started to build community centers or, you know, anti-violence task forces. Instead, it just was this massive grift. We were told that all this money was going to be spend, spent for black empowerment. Is that, and maybe I mean, I'm by no means an expert. Is that politically something that could be talked about? I can't imagine, you know, if you live in a, let's just say a lower income black neighborhood and you see all this money that was supposed to go to impact your community, is there any built up resentment around that? Well, clearly, I think there's been built up resentment among many people. Uh, when you look at here's a group that gets out there and get all this money, but Charlie, you know what? I can't solely blame them and lay it all lay all the blame at their feet. Um, what what did these sports organizations, uh, baseball, uh, uh, basketball? What about these private organizations, these banking institutions, all these other groups who donated all this money to them? And just gave them money, didn't, didn't hold them accountable. So they wouldn't have had money to spend. I know I didn't give it to them. You didn't give it to them. The average grassroots black person didn't give them this money. It came from major corporations, those woke corporations. And, and so really, they should be held responsible too because they were ones who fed the fire, yeah. the fuel to them. And remember, right in your, your hometown, Major League Baseball, because of the voting bill that was very vanilla, they canceled the All-Star game in downtown Atlanta, which would have been an economic stimulus for Black-owned businesses and for Black entrepreneurs, they moved it and went to Lily White, Denver, all because they didn't like a voting bill. Remember that. Major League Baseball did that. It is one of the great injustices of professional sports in recent memory. Final thoughts, Vernon. Yeah, you're right about that, Charlie. I mean, it was kind of ironic. Um, matter of fact, Senate Bill 202 did not do anything to voter suppress anybody. Matter of fact, it made it even more available what it did if you were trying to, you couldn't cheat. And you're right. Look, black vendors, white vendors who invested money for the all-star games so they can help with their business. Even kids who want to come out and see their, their famous players. All that was taken from a city or area that's majority African-American out to Denver, Colorado, with a 9% black population. And not only that, 
New York election laws are much more restrictive than Georgia's election laws. Why didn't Major League Baseball move its headquarters? So there's a lot of blame to go around here. We must never forget that. Vernon, keep up the great work. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Email us as always, freedom at charliekirk.com. Thanks so much for listening and God bless. For more on many of these stories and news you can trust, go to charliekirk.com.